Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Muir, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. On today's episode, I'm keeping my promise that I made back to you in January that we're going to be talking more about mental health on the podcast. And one thing that I'm really aware of is that living with a chronic health condition, number one, means that you're more prone to things like depression and anxiety, but it also brings with it a fair amount of trauma. There's the, you know, for me, and for many people who are diagnosed in adulthood, there's the trauma of having the way that you thought your life was going to go be upended. For many people, there's the trauma of going to see medical professionals who belittle us or believe that it's all in our heads. There's the trauma of medical emergencies and being hospitalized. I mean, the list goes on and on. That's why I'm so happy to welcome this week's guest, Janine Worth. Janine, also known as the Trauma Whisperer, is an internationally recognized trauma expert, licensed psychotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist, and coach, specializing in helping women heal from unresolved trauma and emotional baggage without spending years in therapy. Her mission is to help women make the connection between emotional baggage and how it shows up later in life through symptoms like binge eating, self-sabotage, procrastination, our romantic relationships, how we parent, how we show up in our careers, right? The list goes on and on. I do want to issue a trigger warning for this episode. We're talking trauma and it can be really hard to hear sometimes. So if you know that this is a trigger for you, you may want to skip this episode and find another one that is better suited to where you're at on your journey. With that said, let's just dive right in. Hey, everybody. I am sitting here with Janine Worth. Janine, how are you today? Hi, Nicole. I'm excited to be speaking to you. Wonderful. So why don't we start with you telling our audience about the amazing work that you're doing in the world? Okay. So I am a trauma specialist. And what that basically means is I'm a licensed psychotherapist who has done additional training to specialize in the field of trauma. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and a coach. And I work with women and specifically female entrepreneurs all over the world. My entire practice is virtual. So they sessions on Zoom and I help women to heal from unresolved trauma, painful life experiences, and to find their purpose in life. You know, for some women that could be starting a business or finding their dream career, whatever that might be, helping them to deal with all of the things that might be holding them back from reaching their full potential so that they can be who they were always meant to be before these bad 
or traumatic or painful experiences happen to them. And so I don't imagine that, you know, before we hit record, we were talking about how you don't kind of magically grow up and and say, oh, I want to work with trauma. Usually there's something that happens in our lives that lead us to this work. So you want to share just a little bit about how you got to this point? Sure. So I myself had quite a tumultuous traumatic childhood. It was far from ideal because I had a mother who experienced trauma in her teenage years. And unfortunately, back in the day, it wasn't a thing where like, okay, let's go and seek help. It's a kind of thing, okay, let's try and sweep this under the carpet, pretend it never happened, because that was just where we were at as a society. And luckily, that's now starting to change. So I knew firsthand what it's like to be parented, and I use that term very loosely, by someone who's experienced trauma. And then when I was 18 years old, it was actually the day I got my driver's license. I survived a hijacking, kidnapping, and attempted rape at gunpoint. And about a week after that experience, the police had a shootout. They got my car back. I was sitting in my car waiting And a friend who didn't know what had happened to me was trying to be funny and sneaked up on my car and smacked his hand down on my driver's window. And what I experienced in that moment, it felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest. It felt like I couldn't breathe. I had this rush of fear. And I thought to myself, wow, that is not how I want to live my life. I've just started, you know, going into adulthood. I don't want to be someone who's fearful or is going to not experience living life fully because of what had happened to me. So I decided to go and seek professional help, went to my therapist. And he said something to me in that first session that changed my whole outlook. And usually in the first session, you know, you tell a bit about your history, your childhood, what happened? Why are you there? And after I had told him my story and about the attack, because during the attack, you know, people always talk about the fight, flight, or freeze response. And you never know what your response is going to be until you land in a situation like that. Well, when my attacker put his gun to my head and said, take off all your clothes, in that moment, I had such intense rage I looked at him and I said to him you will have to shoot me first and you could see he was like what this is not how this is supposed to go that completely shocked and disorientated him and I used that opportunity to then start negotiating with his accomplice and when I told my therapist that he said to me Janine I believe that had you had this picture-perfect childhood, you wouldn't have reacted like that. You would have begged, pleaded, cried, done whatever, because that was also the expectation. But because you didn't do that and you flipped that situation, if you had gone along as he expected, how would that have ended? You could have died you know, we might not be here having this conversation. And that was the first time ever that I felt any shred of gratitude for what I had experienced because that 
created this resilience in me that caused that reaction. So to bring it back to how I got into trauma from then on, I got so passionate about trauma. I read everything I could find about trauma because I know from firsthand that affects the way we parent and it affects the way we show up in relationships, the partners we choose. It affects, you know, even how well we do in our careers and perform in our businesses. And I then went into a corporate career and a few years back, one of my best friends was dying from cancer and I was visiting him in hospice on his deathbed. And he said to me, make sure you love what you're doing because I thought I would have more time. Mm. And that really hit me. And I, I came home and I said to my husband, you know, I have this wonderful corporate career, making the money, having the perks, the traveling, but it doesn't fulfill me. And I don't feel like I'm creating anything significant in the world. And he said to me, well, if you could do it all again, what would you do? And I said to him, I want to be a therapist. I want to specialize in trauma and I want to work with women. And luckily my husband is super supportive (laughs) and uh, we have three children. They were at an age where they didn't need me as much. And he said to me, well, I want you to be happy. So let's make that happen. And here I am. <laughs> That's so powerful. And I just want to witness, I know that telling that story, I, you probably told it a few times, but I know it's not easy. So I want to thank you and an honor that you shared that with us. Thank you. I hope that in sharing my story, it helps other women realize that they're not alone. You know, I have the sacred privilege very often of being the first person to hear my client's story. Mm -hmm. And the hope is that when people start sharing their story, that other people then have the courage or at least the knowing and the feeling that it's okay. Things happen, but people heal from that. People move on from that, that that's not, I always tell people, you can choose to let your traumatic experience be one page of your story, or you can decide it's your entire book. Mm -hmm. And I want people to make it one page of their story and then go on to create every chapter after that, living out their dreams, having the business or the job or the family career, whatever it is that they want, knowing that, yes, their experiences made them the person that they are, but it doesn't define them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, we're living with chronic illness and that in itself is very traumatic. There's trauma when you go to a medical provider and they don't listen to you. There's the trauma of having to live through the experience of being hospitalized many times. Um, And so I'm really interested, you know, when you start this work and you're helping people process trauma, what is, what is like the first step? What is something that a listener could, who's had this experience, like what should they be keeping in the front of their mind? So what a lot of people don't realize about trauma is that the body actually holds onto it. 
And when it doesn't find a way to process that in a healthy way, it can start showing up in physical manifestations like adrenal fatigue or chronic illness, disordered eating. At one stage in my practice, 75% of my clients were female entrepreneurs who were really successful, but so many of them were either starving themselves or binge eaters or binging and purging like bulimia. Mm -hmm. Um, So the body finds some way to make you aware that there is something that you have to work through. And a lot of the times when I work with these women and help them process, because the younger you are, when you experience trauma, the less able you are to deal with it in a healthy way, because you're just not developed enough. A four-year-old doesn't know how to deal with trauma. Mm-hmm. So your mind then holds on to it and later on it will say it will be like tapping you hey i've got this thing you know can we deal with that and you will ignore it and that call for your attention will become stronger and stronger so usually women will come to me and they will say i'm taking all the supplements i've been to every doctor i can think of this is my situation. And I will say, okay, let's go find out why this is your situation. Why is this manifesting for you? And that's where I start using a a unique combination of traditional therapy combined with clinical hypnotherapy, because often when we experience things, especially when we're young, we might, our mind might try to protect us from that. And, or, very often women will say to me, well, that happened to me when I was four, but I'm 14 now. I'm over it. And your subconscious is like, uh, I'm not over it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's holding on to that. And when I go and find out the cause of that, then I show them how to process that. And then all of a sudden the mind's like, okay, I'm dealing with this now. And that's how we start that healing process. And a lot of people are so surprised that you can have these physical symptoms, but that just shows you how connected the mind and the body really is. And there's a wonderful book that I would like to recommend to your audience. It's written by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. And I had the he's known in our industry as the godfather of trauma and had the privilege of actually meeting him and attending some of his training. And he wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that really goes in depth in describing and explaining how the body actually holds on to trauma and how it manifests then with illnesses, symptoms, diseases. Mm-hmm. Let's circle back to hypnotherapy because I have had hypnotherapy as part of my therapy experience and it was transformative for me. But I think a lot of people have um, a lot of misconceptions about what hypnotherapy really is. So can you you step, right? (laughs) So can you step people through just kind of like the philosophy and what that would look like if they explored hypnotherapy? Sure. So the first thing that I want to make people aware of is that what you see on TV of these shows, usually in Las Vegas or these places where people are clucking like chickens and that, that is not proper clinical hypnotherapy. 
-hmm. With clinical hypnotherapy, you will remember everything. There is no mind control. If that were true, every con artist on the planet would want to be a clinical hypnotherapist because then they'd be like, give me your banking details, buy me a Porsche for my birthday. It doesn't work like that. Basically, it's all based in science and what we're doing. You can think of your brain as two computers. So you have the front part that helps you decide what are you going to wear today? What are you going to make for dinner? You know, and then you have the back part that deals with your emotions and your memories. And in talk therapy, okay, back in the day, we only had talk therapy and we did the best with what we had. It's like back in the day, we had VHS and now we have Netflix, you know. And as time and therapy progresses and evolves, so we find out ways that are more effective and where we can reduce the therapy time. Cause I'm someone that believes you don't need to spend years in therapy, right. To mm-hmm. see results. And basically with clinical hypnotherapy, we're putting the logical brain to sleep and you can think of your subconscious mind as this giant vault. And every single experience you've had in your life is there in files and if, for example, I'll give you a real case study. I had a woman come to me and she said, I have spent thousands of dollars working with coaches and I still cannot be visible in my business. Help me. I said, okay, let's go see where this comes from. And I took her back in hypnosis. And the scene that came up for her is she was four years old at that moment. And her father was an alcoholic. And when he got into these drunken rages, he would get very violent, very loud. And you can imagine for a four-year-old, that's really scary. And the memory that she went back to was where she was actually hiding in the cupboard as a four-year-old, terrified. Because when the person who is supposed to protect you and love you unconditionally becomes the most dangerous and scary person to you, you learn from a very young age, being visible is not safe for you. It could be life-threatening for you. And that her subconscious mind held onto that belief from such a young age that it started becoming a pattern and determining her choices in life you know, where she decided to try out for school play. Everything went well in the auditions. As soon as the night came and there was an audience, all of a sudden her her lines just disappeared, even though she had done them perfectly every day for three days beforehand, because her mind's like, oh, you are now visible. This is not safe for you. This is not good for you because your mind's main function is to keep you safe. And it loves what is familiar. So that created this pattern of behavior right throughout her life that she couldn't understand and she wasn't even aware of it. So once we could identify that and I could help her process those emotions of fear and anxiety and show her that she's not that four-year-old anymore. Her father is dead. He doesn't pose a danger to her anymore and help her basically rewire those neural pathways in her brain that made her realize the brain doesn't need to protect her from being visible. She actually wants to create financial freedom for her family 
she wants to be able to stay at home, work in the morning and have the afternoons available for her children. Once her subconscious could make that connection, all of a sudden it wasn't trying to hold her back anymore because when you are in this daily war with your own mind, you will never win because you just lack the experience. Your mind will convince you, you know, for her, she, for instance, said to me, you know, I will plan to do a Facebook live or I'll plan to do an interview. And then the day of I'll lose my voice or I'll wake up with a migraine or I'll have tech difficulties because your brain will come up with a million ways to talk you out of or convince you why this, you shouldn't do this today. It's like, Nicole, not today. Today's a bad day. Maybe next week, let's do that. And so you start making choices from that place and that never leads up to where you really want to be so I find that's a great way to get to the root cause and that doesn't take months a session like that usually takes one and a half to two hours and that's why I'm such a big believer of not needing years and years and years in therapy to get results because nobody has time for that, especially women. I mean, come on, we're busy yeah. ruling the world behind the scenes. We don't have time for yeah. that. Yeah. So if people are, are listening and they're thinking, well, I think I'm, you know, I think I probably had this traumatic event. I'm wondering, is was that traumatic? Is it showing up in my life? What's their first step? Okay. So... When we talk about trauma, I just want to explain one thing because most people don't realize how the mind experiences trauma. Hollywood has taught us that trauma looks like soldiers that come back from war with PTSD, you know, where they have these anger outbursts or flashbacks or things. And yes, that can be, but that's big T trauma. You know, what happened to me? That's big T trauma. The things mm-hmm. that would land you on the front page of the newspaper, like 9-11, or if you're in a train that derails, that's the stuff that would get you on the front page of newspaper. And that's what most people think of when we talk about trauma. However, we also have small T trauma. And that's the things that most people disregard because they think, well, it's not that bad, or everyone has that. That could be things like um, being bullied most of your life, Uh, having parents that are emotionally unavailable, having a parent with narcissistic personality uh, tendencies, Um, being made to feel not good enough by one of your teachers or a family member. And because people consider that to be normal, they don't realize that that can actually also cause emotional wounds. So the first step, most people who have had a not ideal childhood know that. They would then say, okay, well, I thought I was over it, but it's showing up with either through illness or, you know, disordered eating, adrenal fatigue, issues in their business, like visibility that I mentioned beforehand. And usually people come to me when they've tried other things. They've been to doctors and nobody can help them or everyone tells them it's all in your imagination. You know, I don't know what is wrong with you. I cannot show you what is wrong with you. Or 
they just have this nagging feeling, you know, they're thinking about it all the time, thinking life is so hard. I'm doing all the things, but I'm not reaping the rewards. So people refer to me as the woman to go and see when you're doing all the things, but it's not working. That's usually when people show up. Mm -hmm. So what question have I not asked you that I should have? Um, I would say for people who are noticing that their quality of life is not where they would like it to be, something that they can do immediately is to start looking at their self-care and making themselves a priority. Everybody talks about you can't pour from an empty cup. My theory is a bit different. If I had, if I was visiting you at home and you made me a cup of tea, you wouldn't come and drink out of my cup Mm -hmm. because that's my cup, right? right? So people think that they're doing well if their cup is half full, but that's not true. The cup needs to be full for you. And whatever is pouring over the overspill, that is what is available for your partner, your children, your career, your family, and other relationship, friendship, and things like that. So this idea that people are aiming for a half full cup, in my mind, is nonsense. Your cup should be full. And you fill it through different things. You fill it through moving your body. You fill it through you know, eating healthily, you fill it with getting enough sleep, you fill it with connection, making sure. I know most of us, I'm in Germany and we are in full strict lockdown at the moment, but that doesn't stop me from filling my connection bucket. I call them buckets because due to technology, we are in an amazing privileged position where I can have a Zoom call with a friend in the UK And that will fill my connection bucket. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, download or get almost any information that I want. I can listen to an audio book. You know, we need to start creating space for ourselves. And the reason why it's so important for women, especially mothers, to do this is when I don't, I have less patience. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not being the best therapist I can be. I'm not being the best mother I can be. I'm not being the best wife I can be. I'm not being the best friend I can be because my own needs haven't been met. And women usually do it the other way around and meet everyone else's needs and then there's nothing left for themselves. Where I'm saying, no, have a morning routine. Now more than ever, people have the opportunity to really think about this and create routines that are nourishing them on a spiritual, a physical, and um, a mental level. You know, it, it doesn't have to take hours. You could listen to a meditation. You could do journaling. You don't have to do all of them every day. Just get up and say, what do I feel like today? I've got five minutes. Let's do a five minute meditation. But when you start looking after yourself first and serving people from that place of your needs being met, you're a much better person. You perform a lot better. So that is critical. Boundaries. Mm, yes. I talk about that for days. Right. Stop saying yes to stuff you hate. 
Stop saying yes from a place of obligation because it causes resentment. It doesn't make you a martyr or a better person. If you cannot do that or you don't want to do that, say, thanks for thinking of me. Unfortunately, my schedule is full now. Or thanks for thinking of me. Unfortunately, I don't have time on that day. You know, but we're taught, especially as girls, you need to share. Mm-hmm. You need to help to be perceived as a nice person. But if I'm so burnt out and worn down that I cannot show up fully for my clients or my husband or my children, how does that make me a better person? It makes me a doormat, but it doesn't really make me a better person. (laughs) Yes. You know, it makes me a people pleaser, which is another sign of people who have had parents that manipulated them Mm -hmm. their entire lives. And that makes you resentful because you're going to reach a point where you're like, I'm done with this crap, you know? Mm -hmm. And usually that's when it's getting so bad that you are already on your way to burnout. You're already on a way to, you know, burning bridges where Mm -hmm. actually you could step back and say, I can be a nice person and I can say no. No is a full sentence. You don't have to explain yourself to everybody. Yeah, I can just say no and be fine with it. People need to learn to be fine with saying no. And the third tip I would say is get yourself into a non-judgmental community. So I have a free Facebook group called Heal and Transform Your Life. You need a space where you can vent and where you are surrounded by women who have been there, who have understanding where you can go and say, you know what, today was really crap day. Today, my kids were just climbing up the walls today I just need to you know find myself again and we need that especially now with what's going on in the world and all of the extra demands that it has specifically on women because I look at my own life I have all three my children at home and that means double the amount of laundry double the amount of cooking double the amount of noise Luckily, I've always worked from home, so that part hasn't changed. But I, I'm used to working alone for at least six hours a day, having quiet, having space, not having someone literally standing outside my door and waiting to hear that there are no more voices anymore to say, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I had to like be firm and say, do not ask me what is for lunch if I've not even finished my first cup of coffee in the day. You know, we need to just... <laughs> boundaries here because you are going to uh, yeah so those are my three tips for women to sort of things that you can start doing now for free that would make a difference to your quality of life I love that so Janine if people want to find you on the internet how can they find you so I have started hanging out on Instagram which is new for me because when when I first looked at it, I was like, mm, looks like a lot of narcissists on there with those duck lips and showing the booty shots. That's not really my scene. Yeah. But then I spoke to a friend and she's like, okay, that is one part of it. But there are all of these other awesome people on there. So my Instagram handle is at therapist underscore Janine Worth. 
My website is www.janineworth with an I, not an O.com. And then, of course, I have my, my Facebook group, Heal and Transform Your Life. And if you would like, I can gift your audience a link to my free quiz. That would be great. It will be in the show notes for you. Yeah. And the the quiz is basically taking all of the psychology, human behavior knowledge that I had and developing questions where by the end of it, it will let you know if there is a possibility that you're holding onto a subconscious block and will direct you, you know, is it a visibility block? Is it unresolved trauma? Is it uh, money mindset? You know, things like that and direct you onto your first sort of step in that healing journey. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. You are very welcome. And thank you for providing a platform where women can actually share their stories and hopefully inspire other people and just let them know you're not alone in this. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.